Welcome to another episode of the Behind the Scenes series for Wonder Woman Spirit of Truth by Don't Sue Us, Please. Today we have another great interview for you. Today we're joined by Elizabeth Kelly and Paula Galloway, or as you may know them, the voice of Wonder Woman herself and Commander Waller. You'll also get to hear from one of our writers, Matthew Klein, myself, Josh Wilson, and our creative producer, Nora Barpal. We talk about all kinds of things, like characters, Doctor Who, and the making of soup. As is pretty normal with these interviews, we sort of get off topic. Like, really off topic. But don't worry, I'm here to make sure we get to the best parts of this interview. And before we get started, I'd like to remind you that Don't Sue Us, Please is brought to you by listeners like you supporting us on Patreon. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the superhero podcast. Finally, I'd just like to remind you that due to the COVID-19 pandemic, all of our interviews are recorded remotely via Zoom, meaning that the quality may not be perfect. In fact, I'm recording this voiceover in a hotel room. Cross-country moves are terrible. I wouldn't recommend it. Anyways, let's get to the interview. involved with all of this uh how did you guys who brought you in how why why did you say yes to us uh, <laughs> uh, uh, i i i I've, I've worked with uh uh kelly and matthew for a while as both an actor and a playwright and they um uh are are just awesome guys and when someone calls you up and says hey do you want to play wonder woman you just say yes <laughs> i feel like i still remember like i i think i i can't remember was it a call or did i text you because i feel like i got a text from you that was like i'm so in <laughs> that like sounds that. about right <laughs> whatever it was i'm sure i responded enthusiastically um, or I hope I did because I was on the inside. Um, but yeah, no, we 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 go way back. We go way back. We do, and hopefully way forward. So yeah, here, here. Yeah, no. Uh, Liz, Liz knows where all my bodies are buried. <laughs> Put it that way. At least okay. like three or four. Not maybe not all. <laughs> okay. I'm not admitting to more than that. <laughs> Uh, well, um, I got on this, I, I got into this, uh, thanks to Kelly, I'm pretty sure. Um, Kelly and I had done, whew, okay, Kelly and I had done sort of this, um, this uh, television clip thing all about, um, all about kind of analyzing Shakespeare's uh, text. And he directed a friend of mine, Robbie Taylor, um, in 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 the piece that they were doing, where they were filming him doing the uh, the to be or not to be speech, and also the 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 when he meets his his father's ghost, you know, on the on, on top of the thing, and um, so yeah, uh, I was doing the narration. My friend was directing it for TV. Uh, he was directing the whole scene with with, with Robbie and everything, and that's how we met. We ended up, uh, we, we talked about Shakespeare, we talked about Doctor Who, and the, <laughs> the next thing I know, you know, I was just like, okay, so we're going to we're gonna keep in touch, and um, I think maybe about ooh, a year, two years later, he comes to me with this project about, um, about Wonder Woman, and I was just like, wait, what, how, what is this? How are we doing this? And he's just like, well, yeah, we do like a podcast and everything like that, and, you know, you'd be doing a voice, and I was just like, wait are we talking like a radio play? Are we going, are we going that far back? Are we going retro? (laughs) And he's like, well, yeah, if you want it, I'm like, sure. Why not? You know, because I, you know, you're always looking to do uh, things with your voice and stuff like that. Um, You know, for voiceover work and things like that. So this is, this was perfect for me. So that's how I got in it. That's how I met Matthew. I came in for the reading. 
Um, yeah, that's how I met Matthew and John and Elizabeth. So, um, yeah, that's how it started. And it kind of extended over what, about a year and a half, two years. Oh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how long this, this yeah. has been, this has been a hell of a development mm-hmm. journey yeah. for, for this piece. Oh yeah. Um, now I, I'm curious, mm-hmm. I'm going to flip the script here. Uh-oh. When you guys hear, Hey, we want to do a wonder woman podcast like where does your mind go because you talk about like did you think this was going to be like a 1940s style like kind of project or or did you like like what were your first impressions when you just hear it before you read it i i think my first thought was that it would be super modern because podcasts are so like zeitgeist do you know what i mean like they really come into this place and they're coming into their own um and so I think I had that kind of feeling, but then I also knowing you, Matthew, I was like, I like the guy is steeped in comedy. Oh no! Do have a <laughs> you know? I was like, the oh, tension no. was killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had. Oh, did we I have lost, a pause? We lost you for a oh second. no! Where did I stop? The zeitgeist. Oh, zeitgeist. Yeah, because you know, podcasts were are you know kind of getting hip, and they're very you know like the thing to be doing. So I had this kind of modern idea, but then I also know um, Matthew <laughs> and I know that he is so steeped in like proper comic book history that I was like, we could totally be going way back and like fully doing like, you know, old school stuff. And so I was, you know, um, so I was, I what I ended up loving was that it was such a marriage of the two that like I really had that old, that proper comic book feel to it that mm-hmm. sometimes you lose in, in, in like the big films. Um, but then that it was still very modern that we were still talking about, you know, Baskin Robbins and things that, you know, anybody can relate to who, mm-hmm. who isn't steeped in that kind of comic book history. So it was nice to have like that flavor and then the accessibility overall. But, yeah. I actually, um, yeah, the idea of having a radio play just like completely appealed to me because, well, I'm I'm all about the old school, so that's not even a question. And uh, the thing is, the Wonder Woman that I remember from a kid was not, you know, 1940s, you know, possibly pinup kind of Wonder Woman. It was, you know, 1978 Linda Carter Wonder Woman. So I was expecting, you know, it was suddenly going to be like all disco. I was not, I had no idea what was coming. I had no idea what was going on. But once I read the script, I was just like, okay, this is, it's it's, it's trying to get the feel of Wonder Woman from the comic books and everything like that, but really trying to make sure that it's not completely dated, which is helpful. That, that's really good because if if this had been one of those things where we're just going to analyze the comics, I'd have, I'd have, I'd have been out. I, there's no way I could possibly catch up with these guys regarding all the all the lore and everything no no way <laughs> i'd also like to say that spin-off series can we do a disco wonder woman spin-off series because <laughs> i'm really here <laughs> for it okay great john. so we have wonder woman and me on board so i think we're i think uh, john will you write that for us <laughs> this is the first time i'm going to bring this up listeners Due to an audio snafu, we don't have John's audio. Matthew, do you remember? I mentioned this in the last interview, but I I, I cut it out. Uh, the one that you weren't at, because <laughs> you weren't there, and you will you will enjoy this more. When at the last Love Drunk, I think, I had joked to you about making a 1980s style Wonder Woman. Like that should be our next spinoff. And the next week, oh night, no, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84 came. Got, it got announced. <laughs> like it was with like I. And we were both like, that would be so great if it was just like 80s power anthem, like Wonder Woman with the big hair comes in. <laughs> and and, just, and just, like, just there it was. Literally. Curse you! you. Ca- it was the first time you had ever called me. <laughs> That's my Wonder Woman. I know. Just to be very clear. I need the giant shoulder pads and everything yeah. like that. There were shoulder wild. pads? I thought all of her stuff was sleeveless. What happened? <laughs> Not in she the can 80s. be anyone. That up. Well, <laughs> it's yeah, the 80s. Yeah, she can, yeah, yeah. she can put that on. Sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, did you guys? I guess so. We we briefly touched on the Wonder Woman's that you guys know and remember and love. 
to what extent are you you steeped in this world? Um, to what extent were you familiar with Wonder Woman beforehand? To what extent did you research it? Um, like, did you go out and watch a whole bunch of stuff when you decided to do this? Uh, did you go in blind? What was that level like for you? Well, when I first got uh, got came in for the reading, I came in blind. I came absolutely blind. But once uh, I got the part, I'm like, great. Who's Amanda Waller? And then I was just like, okay, we need to go down every YouTube hole imaginable and find out anything and everything about this, about uh, the actresses who have played her, about exactly who she is, what she stands for, you know, those kind of things, and um, her her general demeanor. And everybody's supposed mm-hmm. to, she's supposed to be, she's tough as nails absolutely tough as nails not to be messed with in any way shape or form and then i you know watched some some uh episodes of uh what is it justice league and other things where she pops up and i'm like she's actually scary she's she's legit scary this is a woman who's got like yeah yeah she she's known as the wall and i was like you know what i don't appreciate them talking about a woman shaped like that i don't think i like that but it's more of her personality than anything she she is she is impenetrable like people will come up to her batman is like in her face and she's like (laughs) i shall not be moved and what so that i would just like to say you conveyed that so so (laughs) intensely through the i just you, you just can't be moved. Like I would not mess with that version of Waller. Thank you. A hundred percent. I am afraid of you a little bit. Yay! In this moment. So, <laughs> love it. You did Probably a great so job. Now, but yes. <laughs> Thank you. A little bit less also that I'm behind a computer screen. It helps. Um, it helps. It helps. It does. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Liz? Um, let's see. So I am, I'm such a bad nerd. Like, I like to think that I'm a really good nerd and that, like, I know stuff, but I don't, like, like know stuff. Like, you should properly know if you really want to be, like, in the kingdom. Oh, so, like, oh, no, my... girl. Don't, 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 do gate, don't do gatekeeper on yourself. Don't do that. No, 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 no. So it's like, so most of my sort of Wonder Woman knowledge is very pop culture specific. It's mm. very, like, Saturday morning cartoons, Linda Carter- this, you know, this whole world, like most of like my dad's old comics are Superman based. And so occasionally she shows up, but there's not a ton in there. And, um, and so in general, I think with roles, I like to come in as blind as possible, especially like the more well-known they are. Um, like, you know, I had, uh, recently done Cat on a Hot Tin Roof and I was Mm. like, I don't want to see anybody else's you know, right. the cat. And you don't want to of, try to emulate another actor's thing. It's got to be something purely from you. That's, that's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, yeah. that, that, it's that feeling of like, you know, I kind of want to stay away from like anything that I've possibly seen. Mm-hmm. And then it really helped that the script um, was, it was so from the beginning that, that she had this super innocent naivete and she was figuring everything out. So then at that point, I was like, great, I don't even have to reach. Like, it's fine. Like, less homework for me. Just score. So, like, just kind of, like, as she's discovering things, you know, I was then able to kind of discover things through her lens, which was, you know, which was a nice kind of, it, it's, it's very rare that you're kind of coming from that blank canvas sort of space. So that was, you know, that's, like, that's a gift. That's, like, a totally fun place to get to you know, paint all over. It's a blank wall. <laughs> it does give you a great opportunity to play. Yeah. If you walk in blind. I but for the most part, especially when it's like a, a play or something to that effect, I I don't do that. Yeah. I hate that. I have to do all of the research I can. I go I go into Hermione mode. It's very <laughs> unsettling. Love it. <laughs> well and in that process, I guess uh I mean do you feel as an actress that you're able, cause I, I know when, when I learn a piece and I listen to too many other people, I just, I verbatim copy them. Do you feel like you 
um, the research to any extent um, really informs that? Or do you feel like you can totally separate the two? I can so I can separate the two. We all can, but there's also that that instinct, that human instinct that we all have of, you know, trying to pick up those little tidbits that everyone's going to recognize. You know, uh like if you're trying to do uh if you're trying to do a role that is extremely famous, you want it to have your stamp, but you know, there's always a chance that those little things, those little characteristics and traits from another actor, especially if it's a very famous and popular one, can sneak in. They can always kind of seep their way in just little by little. And sometimes you have to work hard to make sure they stay out, you know. But uh, yeah, it's it can be, you can make that distinguish, you, you can make that distinction but there's still always that that one little part of you that's just like, I want to make sure people recognize exactly what's happening here. This one's a bit awkward, listeners. Due to the magic of the internet, we lost Nora. I'm going to drop us back in when she got back on the call. All right. And Liz, if it makes you feel any better, um, as, as Matthew and John and Josh all know, and I've given everyone a heart attack over, mm-hmm. I know no Wonder Woman... I have never seen a movie, TV show, anything, and I'm uh, I'm helping run this thing. So uh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So like, no Wonder Woman like at all, like no comment. No, which is crazy too because my mom is like, I guess she used to watch the Justice League growing up, like was a big fan. No Super Friends. Yep. What? I'm 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 flummoxed. My parents. Paula, like, you see what we're not... doing here? You see what we've gone through? My parents were, my mom's an educator, so she was very much like, let's watch PBS. And like, I, I, I don't know. I just never. Too, but, you know, you still had to have take some time for Super <laughs> so... Friends. But at what cost? No. Like... Super Friends and a little Captain <laughs> Crunch. Entire... That's what you did. Person, <laughs> Paula, I, I had a question though. Yes. Going going back to your point, mm-hmm. were there like were there certain portrayals of Amanda Waller when you were researching that you found yourself like really gravitating to or, or wanting to like? Take oh a yeah, small okay. From, so or... um, physically, I'm sitting there. There's not too many of them that are that are three dimensional live action portrayals. Almost all of them are vocal, but. Um, as far as as far as live action, I mean, come on, it you you'd be hard pressed to do better than Viola Davis. I mean, you'd really be hard pressed. She's like she's she's one of those people that I absolutely worship. I literally, when I'm stuck with something in my in my acting, I actually sit there going WWVDD. <laughs> what would Viola Davis do? That's that's that. Um, second of all, oh let me see. Uh, vocally. This one's really challenging because, like I said, everybody's done it. Uh, we've got like a CCH Pounder, uh, Yvette Nicole Brown, Gina Torres. Um, CCH Pounder, I think, is the one that I gravitated to the most because she was Batman the series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Batman the Animated State. Yes, and Justice League. Okay, thank you. So, yeah, she pops up in these. See, I told you. Hermione. Um so yeah, these uh, that's the na- that's the sound that popped up in my head, and um, I'm like, okay, I want a sound, I want to give that feel, but I don't want to imitate her accent. So I started, you know, looking up. I started going through all of the DC wiki, trying to figure out who the heck Amanda Waller is, and. Half of it is just like, yeah, Amanda Waller does not want you to know who she is. So, so it's just like, is she from Chicago? Yes. No. Who cares? <laughs> so, I was like, okay, so I'm going to decide she's from Chicago. So let's try that. So, yeah. Nice. So you just have to kind of like take all of it and I guess, I don't know, make soup. If you don't think that that single line put us on a 15 minute tangent talking about how to make soup and our quarantine eats, you haven't listened to enough interviews. Anyways, I'm going to drop us to the next part of the interview. Oh, wait, no, no. Okay, so this is a little bit interesting. I, I, I can't claim that I'm going to be very interesting, just a little bit interesting. Um, so yes, I was playing uh, Amanda Waller for a time. 
I was nearly, uh, oh God, oh, oh, her mom. Was it Hippolyta or Philippus? Uh, Hippolyta, Hippolyta. It was Hippolyta, yeah. Yes. Uh, for yeah, a while there, I it. was uh, doing Hippolyta, but you know there were there were a couple of scenes where it's literally Hippolyta versus the wall. So I'm sitting there fighting with myself, and the distinction wasn't quite enough. They're very different styles. And I and I felt and I felt I felt like I could do it, but I guess I was not up to the challenge. You know, black, Mel Blank, I'm not. So. You know, I couldn't quite, you know, make it make it different enough for the dialogue. So they had to replace me on that one. I was very sad. Uh, but I also play at least one of the harpies. The harpies. So yeah. I am Personal so jealous fate. of all the harpies. The harpies <laughs> just kill. They're so good <laughs> in every sense of the word. Amazing. Well, yes, literally. So yeah, you had to find ways to do it and you know not directly copy off of something else and besides how on earth do you find the voice for a harpy i mean it was a great question (laughs) next time (laughs) no it was one of those things like like liz because you were because you were diana and you were in like just about every scene totally like we you know some of the other actors could play two three roles uh but but we had to pigeonhole you i'm sorry with with wonder woman monster only only (laughs) gave me diana prince oh how dare you how dare you make me the star oh my gosh i hate the word titular character it's fine (laughs) you know you can't say titular in front of matthew without him giggling why do you why why he's giggling right now (laughs) it was interesting too because like with everybody else who doubled almost everybody who doubled for like even minor characters like we replaced a lot of stuff for like people who doubled just because we were like oh it sounds really similar and like especially with like scene cuts like yeah you'd Mm -hmm. be going and like we had one problem with josh fowler where he was a soldier like a just a generic soldier right right and mm-hmm. then we didn't realize, we were like, oh, the voice he did was enough. But we didn't realize that he has the last line as one soldier in one scene. And the first line is Stephen Trevor. And That's we back right. Up, it's same. exactly the same. Yeah. So we, it's the uh, exact same. Yeah. It's like, that. you know, and, and it's one of those things, like, we're learning as we go a little mm-hmm. bit with this whole process, clearly. And so it's it's one of the things, like, you start discovering those those little tidbits, like, oh, I thought it would work like this. Oh, it did we gotta come up with something new. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's figure yeah. it out. Yeah, you Kelly got a surprise voice recording is Kohler. It's general oh, Kohler. Yeah. Like oh yeah, that's oh, right. That was right. exciting. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't expecting it. It was so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, he does a great job too. I was I told was him. Awesome. He, was like, he was like, should we call it? Like he called me and he was like, Should we call somebody else? Like he's like, I'm sure I could find somebody to do Kohler. And I was like, Kelly, straight up. You will sound phenomenal. Like your, I was like, your southern drawl will totally. It, oh, it was perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so good. And then I got rolled in as the soldier for other Josh. Like I, other I Josh. Buried, that's right. Yeah. Very oh my last gosh. Minute, Kelly was like, "Hey, could you record these lines because it doesn't work?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I can." <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. I just love the look of terror on his face when the sound guy is asked to actually be in front of the mic. That's hilarious. <laughs> and now I do it like a lot. Now it's happening. It rolls into like, now I do it a lot for all of this stuff. Well, now you're our resident narrator. Now I'm well, resident see? Narrator. Yeah. But yeah. Like, it he's, was, the, he's like the James Lupine of this whole operation. <laughs> well, it was really funny because like for that third episode, we were like two hours out from release and Kelly called me. And he's like, hey, man, I just listened back again. And, you know, Josh Fowler's voice, you know, it just really doesn't work for this for this soldier. And it was the first time in a hot while that I, like, lot, like lost my, like, super peachy demeanor. And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't work? I was like, we can't, we can't. I was Josh like, also... Josh sends us so many copies ahead of time and, like, yes. takes notes and sets up these amazing spreadsheets. So it's not like this. we were doing this last minute. <laughs> All no. right, due diligence. That's how you do it. Yeah. But and so so we no, do. The director, respect. the director just made a change last minute and threw a monkey wrench into the sound. Well, and he went, well, that's, and that's the moment that every alarm in your head goes off. Yeah, I was like, Kelly. And remember, <laughs> he's not on this interview, so we can talk as much shit about okay. him as we uh, want yeah. to. Absolutely not. Uh, I have Kelly, Kelly's also the fact that, episode, like, that 
<laughs> well, we all listen back. So it's not even just Kelly that's, you know, listening back. We all, and so like for everyone to have missed that until two hours before. Oh, yeah. We all um, missed it. I mean, it's just, it is, it is a funny moment, but I just did want to uh, make sure that very clearly gave Josh credit for not being uh, the reason that we had to do that two hours before. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it I was just, all I just Kelly's wanted to fault. point that out for, it was uh, all you know. Kelly's fault. Yeah, but that's, that's when you press, but that's when you press that big red panic button, right, yeah. Josh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta yeah. do it. But I was like, I have, and he was like, it make he was like, well, I could, Kelly was like, I could record it. And he was like, and I was like, but you don't have a microphone. I was like, I have a microphone. I have the script pretty much memorized and I can put it straight up into the yeah. episode the second it's recorded. And I was like, I'm the one who has to do it. And he's like, great. So you'll do it. And I'm like, yeah, but get off the phone. I got to go. record." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kind of walked that's, into that's that. That's how one. we Jedi in mind fairness. tricked you. He really yeah. You kind of walked into that one. Yeah. Yeah. For that. Like really. Yeah. Kind of gotcha. He's like, well, oh, there's no is... way we're going to be able to do this. You don't have a mic. Of course I have a mic. I have everything they need. Oh, great. So we'll see you in a couple of hours. Great. Yeah, great. Send me the idea. Yeah, you walked, yeah, into that was that. A... Great. walked into it. Walked into it. He set you oh. up good, man. He set you up good. Yeah, I got. I get that. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> you, did, you did get got. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Okay. Well, in, in that relation to that, what is the your favorite scene that you did? Or even it, what's your favorite scene in the show what's the favorite scene you did however you would like to take that mm. and matthew and john i would also like to hear your thoughts yes 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 I'm so if you guys want to push it over to them first to give you a little time to think yes yes i really <laughs> think we should hear from the creative team on this one yes absolutely john absolutely. i think we should definitely hear from you <laughs> it's me i'm back we still don't have john's audio Instead of hearing his answer, I'm going to bring you to Matthew's response to the question. I mean, I, I totally see where that is. The tra- I, in general, that's a superhero trap. But I think particularly sometimes for more marginalized groups inside of superhero lore, I think it's even more of a trap sometimes. So especially for, you know, the one woman on the team, right, of super friends, she has to be like doubly perfect or whatever and so it are, are, are we talking about the mary sue is 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 that is that the right is that the <laughs> yeah, right, right reference i just want to make sure thank you that's Here's what i thing. thought and it's and um but no i i really appreciated that she didn't know everything that she had a lot to learn that there were like that there were holes in her life experience that had to be filled up by people who knew better than she did. And that, you know, it, it really did like create a three dimensional character. And um, I mean, I agree with you, especially narratively, like, like it's all the, the, the love stuff is always, you know, a fun arc, but it's like sometimes, and especially in a piece that is so female centric, to show that like mother daughter relationship and to really see that arc and how, um, and Paula can probably speak to this, but with her teenager in the house, but like <laughs> that idea of like fighting for independence, but also fighting for, a pr- you know, to meet expectations and to meet approval of your parent is like, it's very tricky. Um, and I thought you guys handled that really beautifully. It was at this moment, listeners, that Paula Galloway launched into a long soliloquy about parenting. While it was incredibly wholesome and very relatable, we didn't want to reveal too much private information about her young kids. But, you know. Well, and the thing about it, too, is like that's when, you know, you're writing a very fantastical world, right? right. And these are, these are characters who are going by slightly different rules. But, you know, I think that the challenge becomes what can you tap into with these characters who almost have a mythic quality that is very universal? It's extremely mythic, but somehow in the middle of scenes like that, y'all got real. Exactly. Y'all used something to become very, very human, which is relatable to everyone. Yeah, and it's that idea of your your child is going to leave you and you can't protect them the way that you did Exactly. And that's really that dynamic with, with Hippolyta and Diana, especially in those those earlier scenes of, mm-hmm. you know, and, and those Oh those like are, that scene that were... the scene just before the contest. Yes. Oh, no, right gosh, after. Yes. Right after. Right after, yeah, yes. Yeah. After yeah. she takes off the mask and it's just like, uh oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. The whole 
thing just explodes and it's it's done very well. The whole scene is very is done very, very well. You guys feel Yeah. I mean, and it's also kind of nice because the um Wonder Woman harkens back to so much Greek myth, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And like all the Greek myths are parental based. <laughs> You're like con like it's just constant like those themes are so present. So I think to tap into that both in a human way and a way like mm-hmm. Matthew said to make it accessible and yeah. um and to not make her so perfect and give her those sorts of struggles. I think oh it, my know, is really good. The one but thing- then also to tap into like mm-hmm. okay, this is the history of like Greek myth and it's mm-hmm. very much about like, you know, Oedipus and junk. Which is yeah. The, if there's Oedipus one thing, and junk. Course, like, <laughs> that's my new T-shirt. Oedipus, Oedipus and junk. And junk. Yes. Mm. Um, if there's one thing that I have noticed about Greek myths, back when I was in school, like when I was a kid, I loved reading about them and I loved you know listening to them, all this kind. Of, it wasn't until later that I realized I'm sitting there watching this, going, "This is all about these gods that really screwed up." Yeah. Like on a oh, yeah. massive level. And I was like, I'm guessing this is their way of trying to say that these gods uh, make mistakes as well, uh, that they're in some ways human. But no, they really just mess things up on an epic level, like yeah. leveling cities kind of bad. And they make really bad decisions. <laughs> Oh yeah! It's like, oh yeah! It kind of makes me like them a mom. lot better, though. Yeah, you you feel a little bit better kind of knowing feel better that about myself. Yeah, knowing full well that you know your choice of bad boyfriend does not result in the you know destruction of Pompeii. <laughs> you know it. Hey, I mean we've all better. been there. Everyone's had a boyfriend that has destroyed Pompeii. Yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. I mean, speak for yourself, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, John, there was that in? one. There was that one, but now he's like doing a thing where where he's rock moving like a lot. I think it's just a one rock though. It's really just up and down. Up it's and very down. Mundane. Up and down. Very mundane. It's... We we didn't have anything to talk about. So um, weird hobby. <laughs> uh, John, did you have something to chime in? In fact, John did have something to say, but we do not have it on audio, unfortunately. We're going to jump back in to talking about the almighty mom voice. I just want to chime in here that um, now, knowing you have a 13-year-old son, I would be so terrified if you used that Waller voice as like a mother. And that's what I'm imagining now every time he's in trouble. And I'm very Actually, if you think about actually, now that I think about it, um, I don't think that I could have achieved the Waller voice if I didn't have a son. Because there is now you all know this, whether you know it, whether you know it like here subconsciously or consciously, there is a mommy voice. There is. Oh, 100%. My mom's is terrifying. Okay. So the minute you hear her, she'll call your name. She'll call your name. And you've been ignoring her right up until then. And then she uses the first and second name. Yes. First and the middle name. And you're like, you kind of stop. What you're doing, you're like, should mm-hmm. I maybe go and do something? You know, or just run. Some some people are tempted. Some people get tempted to be like. Some people get tempted to be like, nah, it's fine. And then you get the whole name, and you're like, okay, I should have gone five minutes ago. Shoot, yeah, <laughs> you know yep. that uh-huh. that sound. And it's something that you. It's something that you build up. Something that you acquire. It's like it's, it's like a muscle like a muscle you work it out eventually <laughs> that um, mom voice muscle it, it is it truly truly is well first couple of times that you do it when the baby's like you know two years old it means nothing it means absolutely nothing by the time they're five it's it's a button it's a button that you have installed and the minute you hear them go freeze they're like oh shoot you know they 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 figure it out they figure it out quickly. Oh, every every argument amazing. I've ever written between mothers and children, mm-hmm. I always think back to some time that my mother yelled at me. Okay, um, and when she uses always. and when she uses your middle name, you're like, oh. I don't know if she ever actually used my middle name. Mine rarely do. Just I don't. I never use it. Oh no, my, uh, no, my actually, mom. We named him specifically. We like practiced the names to make sure that it was the right name. 
that would have the right effect once we called him when he was in trouble. That's oh my God. Wow. Like you, yeah. Would really you mind good. sharing it? <laughs> well, my, my son's name is Benjamin and we oh. named him after his great grandfather, Cedric. And we tried it out in lots of different ways. You know, president of the United States, Mr. Benjamin Cedric, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, uh, we did it, you know, now batting for the New York Yankees, <laughs> Benjamin, you know, and all those kinds of stuff. <sighs> Don't make me come down there. Uh, but uh, yeah, the the one that sold it, we I just like, okay, well, I have to try this. Benjamin Cedric. Okay, that works. Ooh, I like it. The minute it came See, out, I mom, went, ooh, that's it. That's it. Mine's mom not really a yellable, worm. like, doesn't work together. Like, my mom was is a shrimp. So she would really trick oh. me too. So it's like, I would be in trouble and not realize I was in trouble, then realize way too late that I was in trouble. Oh, you mean she You too. mean she got you to confess to your own crimes, didn't oh, she? Oh, absolutely. Yes! Absolutely. My mom was a middle school teacher for years. So like, oh, she's really good at creative punishment. That's the quickest way to get my son to understand that the, the severity of something. I was like, Benjamin, you need to tell me the truth now. Or if I find out that you have that you have not been telling me the truth, then I'm going to have to then I'm going to have to get mommy's going to have to get creative. And he hears yeah, those she words. Says that too. And he hears those Josh, words, and he's like, "A whole other bonus episode just called Mommy Issues." Oh, I know. I mean, like, I'm sure this, like, this little middle section is gonna be like upended a little bit. I love it because this is just gonna go in the Patreon page. Well, you? you said that moment of like free. I expect a cut. I, oh, you will. Don't worry. I give you that whole middle section uh, out there. You want it? I, oh yeah. No, I mean a percentage. I, oh no, yeah. Whatever y'all, y'all, whatever y'all get paid. I mean yet. that's him, but <laughs> he's the money guy. But I assume uh, you were pointing at John. So yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> but you said that that thing about freeze and I uh, my mom was on a phone call the other day, like sitting at her desk with a Zoom call going and like, you know, I, I walk by really quietly and I go into the kitchen and I grabbed a bag and and went back was like going back to my room. And she goes, what do you have there? I was like, Nothing. I, I immediately felt five and mm-hmm. like turned around. It was like Cheetos. <laughs> 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 she's on the call she wasn't muted and she goes i'm sorry my daughter just walked by and she was acting very suspicious she just has flaming hot cheetos i was like no i didn't need everyone to know that's why i was hiding them like, and also her whole oh, staff yeah. know like has met me they know that i'm not a child so i was like i'm in trouble for cheetos i want to go home this is <laughs> but you were home you, you, no, you I'm actually a, we're home. But <laughs> my 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 adult home. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm like I want to go where I'm the boss now. <laughs> no, I completely get it. I totally totally get it. But to this day, to this day, as I'm I'm a grown woman. I have been married for I can't even count how many years. I have a I have a teenage son who's like my height. You know, tries to skateboard and whatnot. And I guarantee you. If I hear my mother use the right inflection on my name, I don't even wait for her to get to the middle name. I just hang my head and just go straight into the room. My great grandma is still (laughs) alive and she does that to my grandmother and my uh, my Nina and uh, (laughs) the two of them. And uh, they they both live really close to her. um, And the third the third daughter doesn't live as close. But so like my Nina and my my grandma and like my great grandma still does that. And I'm like, it never stops. No. no. Now, just imagine you're both trained in hand to hand combat. I know. Like, oh, God, that's so t- and swords and how that would go. And that's kind of I imagine the headspace you had to get into. Liz. <laughs> I like to. I think my mother and I believe that we're trained in hand to hand combat, but we are both incredibly clumsy. So, you know. Oh, no, no, uh, no. I've 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 stood firm with the belief for years that my mother is secretly a ninja. She oh. is a, she is a, she's a tiny Jamaican woman. And yet she had the ability to move so quickly, so quietly that I didn't realize I was in trouble till I turned around and she was right behind me. <laughs> it's, it's, I a fully gift. think it's a that gift. you, yeah. Yeah. I, I believe your theory <laughs> fully. Just like this, wow. I was just like, "How so wait, did Paula, you get here?" You, 
to, to bring us back, what yeah. was your favorite? My favorite. Atlas. Oh, yeah. We were talking about a scene, weren't we? Um, Someone sorry. brought us back. I'm glad. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Oh, gosh. Honestly, I don't like to be the bad guy too often. No, no. It's perfectly fine. Please redirect me as much as you need to. Um. Honestly, well, I do love... I do love the command that Waller has... You know, as soon as she's introducing everybody to Argyle, to the to the secret agency and everything, and how she is intimidated by absolutely no one, I think it's I think it's the is it is it the the scene between her and is it Col- is it Kohler, um, where he's trying to threaten her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying and, to threaten her. He's like, and because it's right before like yeah. they bring him in, and he was going to his son's grandson, mm-hmm. his grandson's game and yes, yes. She, he's definitely trying to have that kind of like patriarchal mm-hmm. you know mansplaining thing going on and she just does not have oh god it. yeah yeah she, she i love that. that one she is uh, that one and um and and honestly the action shots with the, the action scene with the with the harpies i love that <laughs> i do freaking harpies man Freaking you guys all had a blast playing those harpies. <laughs> I was scared I for y'all's voices I, by the end of it. Yeah, but it was so much. I fun think to that watch. has been the most named scene from from our actors. Now everyone said that the harpies was their any everyone that played harpies said that the harpies were their favorite. <laughs> well, I guess it's just like you just get to really just. There's no such thing as too big. Yes, you know, like there's no yes, limits. This on is this. true. This and, is what true. I'm hearing is no more harpies, like, and no one could be like. Uh, that's not what a harpy would do. Like, oh just, god, yeah. no. <laughs> oh no, that's kind of the best part. That's kind of the best part. The harpies have lines, and I, to this day, I have yet to think of a time when harpies had lines. So you had a voice that you're supposed to work Super. off of. Yeah. So you don't have, you don't get to have some comic book guy going. That is completely inaccurate. Well, I remember we were writing it, and we all you're not gonna get that. <laughs> It's like Put that the finger down, Josh. Put it down. I remember down. when we were writing that, we were kind of doing this sort of like it's it's almost like the three witches from Macbeth. Yeah. If I remember yes! correctly, John. Like I did we get were, that vibe. We I kind of wanted that sort of cadence and that kind of they almost finish each other's sentences mm-hmm. and can kind of like play off of it. And we were just like because yeah, we had never heard of harpies talking, but then we were like, We've, Yeah, but it's it's an audio medium. We have to have them speak. Otherwise no true. one knows what's going this is on. True. Okay, so it was so. me and oh god, who were the other two girls? I remember one, but I can't remember the other one. Oh god. Well what, Sarah, I think Sarah, Sarah was Heidi. one of them. Sarah. Yes. And Heidi, yeah. Yes, yes. My okay, favorite, Sarah. I my favorite part about the whole thing was that like when I was first working on this episode, like I'll go th- when I first work on an episode, I go through like everybody's dialogue to make sure that everything's clear. So I pop open episode three, click it in, pop it in the VHS, and I'm just like, the first thing you get is no sound design, no sound effects, no music, nothing, just the harpy voices in their <laughs> full, uncut glory of just, they are cackling, and they're like, just full, at you. and I think now that I've been thinking about it more, and I mentioned it last time too, I'm because mm-hmm. everybody said that they loved doing it so much, I think I'm going to... Uh, make a clip of that like just the audio like no big harpy wings that i put in there yes. and i'll send it to you guys and then we'll put it on like the patreon and stuff like that too that's <laughs> other people but like i want to i want to hear this original take and i want and i want the remix i want oh, the yeah. remix yeah, yeah. The, so yeah. i i, I <laughs> also <laughs> i i did have a question for for paul and liz too of so generally like when you're doing voiceover you know with this one in particular because we had to re-record like, do you remember mm-hmm. there being any kind of differences or discoveries you got to make in between the recordings when you got to come back to it? Do you remember there being much of a difference? Like, what was um, that like for you? Guys? I was trying really hard to not do do much very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was like maybe at least a year in between them. Yeah, there was about that. Yeah. So, um, but I was a bit more. I think I was a bit more comfortable in front of the mic the second gotcha. time. Sure. Uh, it was because I was just like, hey, you know what? I did my job right the first time. Clearly, because they kept me back, you know, they, they, <laughs> they paid me. So the, the so the, the goal here is keep that up. Um, but I got I think I got the, the, the feel of the feel of Waller just a little bit more mm-hmm. in the in the second in the second role. And um, 
And uh, I think, uh, yeah, I still to this day, the harpies thing, that's the roughest one. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's rough because vocally you're sitting there going, yeah. how do I do this? How do I sound like this shrieking demon from hell? without 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 hurting my throat well and what was what was cool too is like the second recording we did we did as a group recording yeah. yes so yes I so remember you that. and heidi and sarah really got to find it together mm-hmm. so it wasn't you weren't in a vacuum to do it no it no cool. it was much better that way it was yeah. much much better that way i mean what about you liz was, yeah i uh you know it's it's i think whenever you get to revisit a role and there's only been a couple of like you know like classic roles that I've you know played multiple times or at different times in my life and like no matter where you are it, it informs it, your version of that <coughs> but like there's a confidence that you get sort of having to do it all again because you've already yeah. done it yep. and you feel and it was kind of like Paula was saying you're like well I guess I didn't screw up too bad because I'm here <laughs> and there's that but they want me they, back yay they, they brought me back but then there's also that feeling of there were things that I was really attached to, like, you know, like heart wise, like um, the finale bit that just keeps escalating and escalating and escalating. Like that's one of, that was one of my favorite things to do. Um, and I was really attached to it. So as much as there was confidence in doing it all again, there was also um a little bit of a fear of like, am I going to be able to like still bring the pain? You know, like, can mm-hmm. you like still really, is like, it going to be as good as, as the last time? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then like, and the same thing with, I'm also very attached to her whole ice cream sub story. <laughs> very attached. So say I we was all. About to say, that <laughs> was like, actually like weirdly, like one of the best parts of like the, I was like, but the ice cream. But the ice cream. And I would happily do, you know, like a web series of Diana, like, you know, uh, uh, reviewing flavors. Reviewing That's, ice cream. Oh my God, can we have a spin-off? So, we, so we, do, spin-off? we do the fake commercials in every episode. <gasps> and I think, John, I, yeah. for one of the upcoming series, we're going to have to have, like, Must. Diana being, like, a rep for an ice cream. Yes, totally. Please. Like, she got her, like, Sub-Zero franchise. But it is that feeling of, like, t- wanting to wanting to grow and find new things and like mm-hmm. you know if you ever do something twice you want the second one to be better like you, exactly. you never want it to be worse so oh like god trying no, to no. hold on to the good stuff you know but then mm-hmm. also like kind of be open to not so attached to your own first performance yeah you don't want to you don't want to uh you don't want a carbon copy you yeah. want you want to take the stuff that you did that was really good and you're like okay we're gonna hang on to that this I didn't like the way that I did this this time yeah. last time. Let me try it better this time. This time, or uh, my personal favorite when you get something, you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll put just a little something on top of that. Yeah, and just like you know, just change it up, tweak it a little bit, and you never know what you're going to get out of it. You never totally. know what's going to come out. And it was, well, and that's it, that's the danger as a writer. Sometimes the longer you can sit with a piece, it's like, well, I'll just keep tweaking. Yeah. Oh God! Yes, as a writer, no, 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 no. That's... And then you're like, no, no, no. There comes a point where you're like, we gotta trust it. You have to put it. put the pen down, close the book, absolutely, yeah. hand it over, just, just don't. Let it go. Yeah. But and you guys made that really easy though. That was the beauty of it, like because oh. we'd heard you do it once, so we were like, well, maybe we'll adjust the line here or there. But we also knew how good you were and how how you got the material, and we were like, don't really have to do much in between. It's like, yeah. No, they got it. They're good. They'll yeah, they'll make it happen. Uh, well, you guys made it easy. You gave us such lovely things to say and eat. And I'm still waiting for my ice cream. So <laughs> any day now, send it. Wait, over. hang on. Let me get the Uber Eats up on my phone here, and I'll well, have it delivered. I I don't want to make promises that Matthew will be mad at me for, but I think we should definitely have a nice little get together when that is available again and if we want to do ice cream i am more than happy for uh, to to bring ice cream so we can do a lovely little sunday party oh see guys if you tempt me then i'm gonna have to start experimenting in my kitchen 
and see if I can make my own ice cream. Oh, best. Please do. My dad makes homemade ice cream and it is so good. So I have like one of those little ice cream machines, one of the little ones, you know, Mm -hmm. and I got myself a a tub, one of those tubs that, you know, sur la table because honestly, if I could, that's where I would spend all of my money. Agreed. All of it. Yeah. Do you have a recipe book for, for like base ice cream? No, I do not. But ben going- and Jerry's has a great one. That's the one my dad uses their base recipe mm-hmm. and it is super easy and delicious. So mm-hmm. highly recommend Ooh. Ben and Jerry's. Please sponsor us. Not, yeah, I was going to say, not um, fun, but please do. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they, my oh, dad man. uses their like base the recipe for every type of ice cream we eat and it is delicious. So yeah, I heard I highly I, recommend. I heard about some I heard of a concept that never occurred to me before, but now I'm wondering why the heck not cinnamon ice cream something so simple and you're like that mm. sounds fantastic all right so so let's let's keep it going <laughs> paula ben yes. and jerry's does have Lowers? a cinnamon ice cream though a cinnamon bun and it is so good that's okay. true all right so all paula right. what Matthew. is amanda waller's what is amanda waller's favorite ice cream flavor Ooh, well, she you're getting this question too it's coming oh my she gosh. doesn't eat ice cream her favorite ice cream is bourbon that is her favorite ice cream <laughs> there's bourbon yeah. ice cream there is bourbon <laughs> ice cream but that's not it She's not a, this is a woman who, this is a woman who does her shots, can drink you under the table. And if you show her ice cream as some sort of sign of peace, she'll, she'll look at you funny. And if you're lucky, that's as good as it gets. And she then, will you know. Hit the ice cream out of your poison. hand and step on it. That's like, no. that's the level. She's tough. She's not mean. She's 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 very tough and everything like that. And if you give if you try to give it to her and just be like, here, this is for you. And this is like, I don't want that. Get that out of my face. <laughs> but, you know, this is like, where's where's the bar? Give me my shot and leave me alone. You know. So, Liz, alcoholic ice cream or no? Oh, probably not for Diana. Uh, <laughs> I would say for, for you. I, for, for me, every day. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, okay, if I'm staying in the vein of she's trying to get through all 31 flavors and then some, mm-hmm. she's probably somebody whose, like, favorite changes every day, right? Like, depending mm. on where she is in the world, I think that she would want to have, like, whatever their favorite was. Right? Yes. You know? Yes. She, she would want to explore the world of ice cream. It all. Absolutely. She wants to it all. So, like, whatever the local delicacy, I'm going with her favorite is the local flavor. <laughs> That's my choice. I'm just like yes, watching is, John yes. grin right now. <laughs> like, could you imagine her? Did Liz capture? Listeners, we ended up talking about Doctor Who for damn near 15 minutes. I'll spare you the details, but Paula loves Doctor Who, and we might as well write a spinoff at this point. Anyways, we're going to go to the final question. This question is, who is your Wonder Woman? will um wrap it up with um who is your wonder woman oh my mom yeah my mom always can you tell us like just you know like a little bit about why and like you know i mean yeah just like who she is as a person because my mom uh not that she's like particularly powerful though again i stress quite sure she's a ninja um it's it's a quiet dignity that she's always had she has this way of commanding things without even really trying she's compassionate she's strong she protects her family with everything she's got she always been that way and um she shows you how to do it well said Yeah. yeah, hard to follow that, Paula. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I, um, it's such I a already did mine on the last episode, so I will. Yeah, this little section. Oh, you're gonna I refrain? Will, I will refrain because I don't want to repeat it. I'm, I would cut it out anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Damn! Now I have to go listen to that episode. It's hilarious. Yeah, you're ready. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> yeah, it's so tough. It's such a tough question. There's so many women in my life that I respect for different reasons. I think, you know, there's a, there's a, my great grandmother, 
Um, I wrote a screenplay about her once. Not bad. (laughs) Um, And I don't know anything about her. So, so much of it was fiction. Um, But she emigrated from Sweden at like the turn of the century. And I always have had this image in my mind of this like 12 year old girl who got on a ship, you know, from like Stockholm, like one of the most metropolitan cities in the world. And then she just like landed in the Appalachian mountains and like what that must've felt like and what she must've gone through and sort of, I'm, 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 I'm always particularly impressed with immigrant stories in general, because I think it's, that is really superhuman you know, to land on different shores and you don't speak the language and you don't necessarily look like the people that you land with and you don't understand the customs and anyone who's done any kind of traveling under, you know, knows what that, you know, alienness feels like. Um, and then to start a new life and whether, she, and at that time you think whether she even had contact with her old family or had to create an entirely new family on these, shores you know but because of her we're all here (laughs) and it's and I find that really I don't that's that's something I know I would be very scared to do on my own to just move to another country and make it work so that to me is like wondrous I absolutely like am in awe of someone who can do that that's impressive to me so I will say say that she came by herself yeah, as far as we know, we don't know a ton about her. And I've tried to do like a wow. lot of research. Um, her name was Carl Philip, which makes her really hard to research because it's the same name as like the crown prince of Sweden or something. I think it's so, like you always like you Google her and he comes up and you're like, dude, um, so that's tough. But like, yeah, so we just don't know much about her other than, you know, her journey. And I just, I don't know. I'm really, I'm inspired by people who can do it and truly look for help where they need it, but like have to do the best they can with what they got. And that, like that kind of innovation and daring is very impressive to me. I've done. (laughs) (laughs) That was really beautiful. I liked that. That was that's exciting. I'd love to read the screenplay if you're ever willing to share. <laughs> yeah, that like sounds exciting. Lies. It's just like a hundred percent lies. <laughs> I'm really excited to hear about the lies then, because yeah. that was a great story. Um, do you and John want to go, Matthew? One of you guys, Matthew, John. Um. Oh. Uh. Hard. I think. Because uh, I'm I'm kind of in a in an interesting boat here with Liz too. Like I I am very grateful that I have a lot of incredibly strong, wonderful women in my life, past and present. Um. Uh, but no, I think I I would probably go with my mom as well. Uh, my mom went through absolute hell as a child, and could have gone down a path where she lived a very different life. Uh, than the one that she ended up with. And so, you know, in a lot of ways, my my mom is my hero um, for how she survived and choices that she made and the life that she built um, and that perseverance and that strength. And it's it's always inspired uh, tremendously. So, yeah, so I'll go with my mom. Wait, can I do, I know we did ours last week, Josh, but as everyone has said, we, most of us have more than one. So since, um, since I'm on every episode, I'd like to, to add a couple more shout outs to mine. So, um, last week I talked about one of my grandmas and this week, uh, I'd like to say my mom, um, I saw her in her full, like academic regalia for the first time. Um, she, she's had her PhD for, for several six years now but i i've never seen her in her full uh academic regalia so yes dr mom in the house um and so yeah and she never did it because she never had the time to walk and part of that is because it's never about her it was always about my sister and me and the students she serves and the communities she serves and um 
you know, she fights every day at the Foundation for Hispanic Education to give our community uh, more of a voice and and more um, presence and to educate um, these students as well as allow them a place where they can have our culture and also um, they, can, they can keep our culture, that it doesn't have to go away. Um, you, you can live in a world with, with multiple cultures and you, you can be multiple things. So um, I'm really proud of her. And it was a, it was a really incredible moment to see her in, in that this week. So I want to shout her out. Thanks for listening to another episode of the behind the scenes series for Wonder Woman Spirit of Truth by Don't Sue Us Please. For more content, you can find us on all social media platforms at at the superhero podcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash the superhero podcast. Thanks for listening.